Moments of Encounter is a weekly live broadcast brought to you by Calvary We Revival Labors through God's servant Chidebele Odeze. The teachings are focused on building the church and raising men that will do exploits in this end time. You can connect live to Moments of Encounter every Tuesday by 6 p.m. West African time at www.mixlr.com forward slash Moments of Encounter. May you have a life-changing encounter as you listen. God bless you. of your blessings tonight. May we experience the showers of blessings tonight. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Welcome to Moments of Encounter. Be seated as we move on tonight with the topic Let the, bro- Let the Brotherly Love Continue. Still on the theme, the power of divine love. That theme, that topic was gotten from the book of Hebrews, chapter 13, verse 1. Let brotherly love continue. We are going to first of all look at what is the meaning of brotherly love. The Greek word for brotherly love is Philadelphia. Phila means love. 
Delphia means brethren. So it is a love for the brethren. A love for fellow Christians. Love for disciples of Christ. It's a special love that God expects to exist among all the true disciples of Jesus Christ. This love is only possible because the divine love has been shed abroad in our hearts as disciples of Christ. According to Romans chapter 5 verse 5. Let's see some of the scriptures that talked about divine love in the aspect of the brotherly love. The first one is where Jesus commanded it to be. In the book of John chapter 13 verse 34 and 35. John chapter 13. Verse 34 and 35. A new commandment I give unto you that you love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you have love one to another. It's a special love that Jesus is expecting the disciples to have one for another. And he said that is going to be what every other person will see in our lives as disciples and they will know that we belong to him. It's a mark, it's an identity of all true believers in Christ Jesus. Brotherly love. It's a special love. It's not just the general love. And when you read Romans chapter 12, open your Bibles to Romans chapter 12. Verse 9 and verse 10 said, let love be without dissimulation. That is without hypocrisy. Let love be sincere. Abhor that which is evil. Cleave to that which is good. Verse 10 says, Be kindly affection one to another with brotherly love. In honor preferring one another. Be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love. This is an epistle to believers. And they are instructed that they must be kindly affectioned to one another with this special love. And when you read 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 9 and 10, turn your Bibles again to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 9 and 10 he 
said, but, but as touching brotherly love, you need not that I write unto you, for you yourself are taught of God to love one another. And indeed, you do it towards all the brethren which are in all Macedonia. But we beseech you, brethren, that you increase more and more. What is brotherly love? It is this love that exists among the brethren. And as Paul was writing to this brethren, he said, you yourself are already taught of God to love one another. And he said, indeed, you do it towards all the brethren. Mark the word all. All the brethren which are in all Macedonia. There's no select, selection. There's no partiality. You don't show brotherly love to some of the brethren and not to all the brethren. It is a love that should be shown to all the brethren irrespective of their denominations as long as they belong to Christ as long as they are disciples of Jesus following him they are to be shown brotherly love towards all it's not showing to some people and not showing to others it's not showing more to some people for some reasons and showing less to others that is not brotherly love. It is a love that should be shown equally to all the brethren. Remember we read in Romans chapter 12 verse 9, he said it must be without hypocrisy. Brotherly love is a love that is sincere and honest. And 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 22 emphasized that more. 1 Peter 1 22 said, See you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfailing love of the brethren. Love of the brethren. See that you love one another with a pure heart. Fervently. I want us to read that from Living Bible. First Peter chapter 1 verse 22. Living Bible said, Now that you have purified yourself by obeying the truth so that you have sincere love for, for each other. Sincere love. King James called it unfeigned love. Brotherly love is a sincere love. It's a love that is honest. It doesn't have any other attachment apart from the fact that you are my brother, you are my sister. He said... Love one another deeply from the heart. Brotherly love is a love that is coming from the depth of the heart. King James says, love one another with a pure heart. Fervently. It's not a love that is, you know, cold. It has to be done with fervency. And it must be coming from a pure heart. There is no other ulterior motive. It is coming from a heart that is pure. That's brotherly love. And when you also read 
chapter 3 verse 8 the same verse Peter chapter 3 verse 8 you see finally be ye all of one mind having compassion one of another he say love as brethren I want you to take note of that you know clause love as brethren how are you going to love love as brethren so there is a way to love it will not be loving as brethren not be loving as brothers and sisters in the Lord. The world has their way of loving. He didn't say love as the world. Love as brethren, as brothers and sisters. That's brotherly love. Take note. There is this love that must exist among those that believe in Christ. It's special. That was why Paul was writing to Colossians, um, Gal uh, Galatians in chapter 6 verse 9 and 10 he said do good to all men as much as you, you have the opportunity but especially to the members of what the household of faith verse 10 Galatians chapter 6 he said as we have therefore opportunity let us do good unto all men especially mark the word especially so there should be specialty unto them which are of the household of faith Jesus commanded it and he expects us to do that but take note that we don't now come among the brethren and begin to still have special love again no, this one is supposed to be for everyone that was why Paul was writing to Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 5 verse 1 and 2 he said treat the older men as fathers Treat the older women as mothers. Treat the younger men like yourself as brothers. And the younger women as sisters. With what? With all purity. First John chapter 3 also showed us what brotherly love is all about. If you look at it from verse 10. I want you to look at First John chapter 3 verse 10. You see, in this the children of God are manifest. And the children of the devil. Pay, pay attention to that verse. You say, in this, the children of God are manifest, and the children of the devil. You now put column. I'm reading Old King James. Column means, let me explain what I mean. Say, whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. When you don't have brotherly love, you are not a child of God. He said, this is how we know those who are children of God and children of the devil. Children of God are known for two things. They have two marks according to that verse. The first mark is that they practice this righteousness. They do righteousness. The second mark of children of God is that they love one another. The children of the devil are known for two things also. Number one, they do not practice righteousness. They live in sin, in disobedience to God. Number two, they don't love one another. So if you say you are a believer, you are a Christian, and you don't have brotherly love, you don't have this love for all the brethren. Thessalonians, they have love towards all the brethren in all the Macedonia. All the brethren in all the Macedonia. You don't have that love. Then there's a question mark. In that your claim that you are a child of God. That's how we know them. Children of the devil, 
children of God, children of God, they practice righteousness and they love one another. If that love for one another is not in you, then you are not a child of God. Look at verse 11. He says, For this is the message you have heard from the beginning that we should love one another. This is the message you have heard from the beginning. Eh? It's a commandment that was given to us from the beginning that we should love one another. Verse 12 says, Not as Cain, who was of that wicked one, and slew his brother, and wherefore slew he him, because of his own works, we are evil, and his brothers righteous. Marvel not, brethren, if the world hates you. You can see, telling us that the, the way we should love is not, we should not go the way of Cain. Eh? You say, Cain is not a child of God. He's of the devil. He's of the wicked one. And that was why he, instead of loving his brother, instead of caring for his brother, instead of encouraging his brother, he murdered his brother. He killed his brother. He said, why did he kill him? Why? Why did he kill him? So, we can see that the killing itself is a wrong action. But there is something that led to the wrong action. What is that? He said, because his own works were evil. That is to say, before Ken killed Abel, Ken is already living a very what? Very evil life. Very wrong life. That was the reason why he killed Abel. The reason why he killed Abel was because he's already an evil man. It's not the killing of Abel that made Ken evil. Before Ken killed Abel, he has been an evil man. And that's what happens in verse, in verse 14. He said, we know, now we know, that we have passed from death unto life. Because we love the brethren. Are you seeing that? This, this same brotherly love is what marks us as people that has passed from death unto life. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. He's not born again. He's not a, a child of God. And then look at it, verse 15. He said, Whosoever hated his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. Ken is a murderer. So anyone that hates his brother for any reason is of the lineage of Cain. He's a murderer. Because it is this hatred that causes murder. This time around, is you may not see a believer that will use knife to kill or stone to kill another believer. But sometimes you see the way we talk about people, the way we talk to people, our mouth can release a poison that can kill. Verse 16 says, Hereby perceive we the love of God because he laid down his life for us. We ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Out of love for the brethren, we are to lay down our life. Look at it. You know, those who are children of God, they lay down their life. You see, as Christ laid down his life, how did he lay down his life? He was killed. So that's how we should also be killed. So there is killing in both sides. Eh? 
For the children of the world, of the devil, they kill their brothers. Those of us that are children of God, we kill ourselves because we want to show love to our brethren. We lay down our lives. That's the difference. That's the love of the brethren. We lay down our lives. As Christ was sacrificed, laid down his life for us. So we ought to, we are supposed, we are expected. That was why he said, love one another as I have loved you. How did he love us? He laid down his life for us. Loving one another as the brethren, brotherly love is not just loving people at your own terms. No, loving people at, at, as the Lord has loved you. How has he loved you? He loved you to the point of laying down his life for you. That's how we are supposed to lay down our life for the brethren, for all the brothers, for all the sisters. Laying down our life. Not just our time, not just our resources, but our very life. This is what God expects from us. And now when you see the Bible saying, let the brotherly love continue. What is it is saying is that there are things that seems to be, you know, making this brotherly love not to continue. Number one is ignorance of what brotherly love is. As we are trying to understand it. Some believer doesn't understand this love. They don't understand that this is supposed to be this way. Now, some of us, we, we love with hypocrisy, with insincerity, without fervency. And then, look at verse, seven and, verse 17 and verse 18 of where we are. First John 3, he said, But whosoever has this world good, and seeth his brother have need, and shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? He said, my, my little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. What is brotherly love? Brotherly love is not a love that is loved in word. It's not a love that is loved in tongue. I love you. I love you. No, he said, let us not love in word. Are you, are you seeing the Bible? Don't love in words. Brotherly love is worldly love that are loved in words. The unbelievers, when they say to somebody, I love you and all of that, you see them say, I love you and all of that. That's worldly love. Brotherly love is not loved in words. Look at your Bible and confirm. He say, let us not love in words. Let us not love in tongue. How are we going to show brotherly love, please? In actions, in deed, and in truth. When we don't understand this, then brotherly love that has been handed over to us, passed down to us, will not continue with us. What is brotherly love? Of course, we have seen that. It is loving the brethren more than I love myself. Because if I will lay down my life for the brethren, it means that I have shown them more love than I have shown to myself. Am I correct? Yes. And that's what we define divine love to be, if you can remember. That divine love is loving others more than you love yourself. Loving God more than you love yourself. So if we want to practice brotherly love, always ask yourself, do I love all the brothers 
do I love all the sisters more than I love myself? What is the need for brotherly love? We have touched some of them. It's a sign of our salvation. We have seen that. It's a sign that we are saved. It's a sign that we are true disciples of Christ. Because Jesus said, By this shall all men know that you are my disciples. If you have this love for one for another. It's a commandment and we need to obey him. And also, it is one way we prove our love for the invisible God. Verse 20 of First John chapter 4, look at it. He said, if a, if a man say, I love God and hate his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother, whom he has seen, how can he love God, whom he has not seen? How can? What is brotherly love? It is loving the bro your brother that you can see, your sister that you can see. Eh? Once you see the brother or you see the sister and you notice that he is your brother, that he is your sister, you love him, you show him love. You say, how can we love God that we cannot see? When we cannot love our brothers, our sisters that we can see. So it is one way we prove that we have loved God. Because you say, if we say we love God and hate our brothers, then we are liars. Why do we need to show brotherly love to the brethren? First Peter chapter 4 verse 8 says, Above all things, have fervent love among yourselves. For love shall cover multitude of sins. Love shall cover multitude of sins. The love you have for your brother will make you to cover his fault instead of exposing it or talking about it, gossiping about it. In Genesis chapter 9, verse 20 to 29, Noah, after the flood, committed two sins. He became drunken, and as a result of his drunkenness, he became naked. And then one of his sons, Ham, saw his nakedness. And instead of covering his nakedness, he went and told people, Our father is what? He's naked. That boy did not love his father. That was why he take pledge, he took pleasure in talking about the father's nakedness. Anytime you see the nakedness of your brother, I'm talking spiritually now. You see the, the, the faults in the life of your sister in the Lord. And instead of you to cover it in love, you are talking about it. What Ham told his brothers is true. But is that what he's supposed to do? Thank God for his brothers. The Bible said they refused to see their father's nakedness. They went backward and covered their father's nakedness. Many times 
we we are on the aspect of you know expose exposing once you notice a fault in the life of this person in the life of the other person sometimes we are not even afraid to talk about the faults in the life of our spiritual leaders our pastors our preachers people that are god is using to bless our life we don't love them that's why once you notice any fault any problem any little weakness in that person's life your mouth will open uh, do you, do, have you heard what uh, the general overseer of so and so church did ha that man eh you began to talk open it more and more do you know that ham would have ended that matter by with himself eh just seeing it covering it and that would be, be the end but many of us we don't love people that's why we are interested check the heart with which you talk about it you don't talk even if you are you, you don't have love love covers multitude of sin it doesn't expose the weakness of others so that you will prove that maybe you are better than the person or you have a story to tell brotherly love binds us together Colossians chapter 3 verse 4, 14 says above all put on love which is the bond of perfection above all put on love which is the bond of perfection is a bond that binds believers together binds disciples together and when you check the same Colossians chapter 2 verse 2 he said that their heart might be comforted being knitted together in love that their heart Paul was talking to the Colossians the kind of prayer labor that he was laboring for them he said I'm laboring for you people in prayer and the reason for my prayer is that your heart be comforted your heart be bound knit together in love Love is a cord, the spiritual cord that binds believers together. That's why we should practice this brotherly love. Now, what are the ways we are to practice brotherly love? Number one, we are to practice brotherly love by meeting the needs of the brethren. Meeting the needs of the brethren. We have seen that in First John chapter 3, verse 17 and 18, where the, uh, the, uh, the apostle was writing, he said, Whosoever has this world's goods and sees his brother have need and shorted up his bowel of compassion from him, say, How dwelleth the love of God in him? You saw that your brother, your sister has a need. And you will shut up your bowel of compassion. You are in a position to meet this need. But instead of you to meet this need, you refuse to meet that need. And the question is, how dwelleth the love of God in you? In Acts chapter 2 verse 44. Look at Acts of the Apostles chapter 2 verse 44 and 45. He said, and all that believe we are together. 
and had all things common and sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man has need. Why did they sell their possessions? Why did they sell their possessions? So that the brethren that has need, their needs will be met. If you check the same as chapter 4, you see the same thing in verse 32 said, The multitude of them that believed were of one heart and of one soul. Neither said any of them that aught of the things which he possessed was his own. But they had all things common. Verse 34. Neither was there any among them that lacked. For as many as we are possessors of lands or houses sold them and brought the prizes of the things that we are sold and laid them down at the apostles' feet. And distribution was made unto every man according as he has need. These brothers and sisters that has run this race before us, they had this brotherly love among them. Now, as we look at the, the, the practice of the brotherly love, we will also be touching the correct mindset they have that made them to practice this love. Look at what is happening here. The Bible says that they had all things common. He said that none of them ever said that any of the things that he possessed was his own. There's an understanding that made them to behave like that. And that is why when a brother is in a need, when a sister is in a need, then those that has something to meet that need, we bring it out. Brotherly love is practice among brethren when they are meeting the needs of one another. Galatians chapter 6 verse 2 says, Bear ye one another's body. Bear ye one another's body. And permit me to say that for this our brethren, we saw, we read. You know, sometimes when we read this, somebody will say, can this be practiced in our time? That we will have all things common. And none of us will ever say that what you have belongs to you. There is a rationale. There, are, there is a mindset that made them. There's an understanding they had that made them to practice this love at this level. If you read further, you notice that Barnabas was specifically mentioned that he sold his land and brought the money. And then there's another man that sold his land. Instead of, of him bringing all the money, he hid some. We know what happened to him. He died. Because he doesn't want that brotherly love to continue. He began to introduce self, selfishness into it. And that, you know, was immediately detected and, you know, stopped so that brotherly love will continue to flow in their midst. Now, what is their mindset? They had an understanding that we are members of the same family, with the same father. Who is your father? When you want to pray, Jesus taught them to pray. He said, when you want to pray, say what? Our father. The apostles, the life they lived when they were with Christ, 12 of them, 
they lived with you know that mentality that we are brothers we have one father and that is God so they believe that we are brothers we have one father and anytime you want to pray you don't say my father it's unfortunate that today people are praying you know what Jesus said we should, uh, we should not pray Jesus said whenever you, whenever you want to pray say our father not my father when you listen to people that are praying fall and die prayer they are used to my father my father my father my father it is in, in the Old Testament it's Elijah and Elisha that used to say that but Jesus when he came he taught he taught the disciples say anytime you want to pray say what our father there is something about that word our anytime you are saying our father is introducing a consciousness that this is not just your father but what our father of course we know that fall and die prayer is a selfish prayer it's just about yourself and anytime people are praying it you know they are praying for their progress and all of that they are just praying for themselves but Jesus said, anytime you want to pray, say our Father. So when it enters into your consciousness that God is our Father, you should be able to know that you have brothers. You have sisters. It will enter into your, into your consciousness and subconsciousness. Because when you are calling our Father, you are not calling your earthly Father. You are calling our Father. You know that this Father is your Father and my Father. Jesus, when he rose from the dead, he told Mary Magdalene, he said, go and tell my brothers that I'm going to your father and my father. He's our father. So that consciousness that we are members of the same family, all of us, we belong to one family. When you see any brother, any sister in Christ Jesus, we are members of the same family. We have one father. We have one Lord. We believe in one baptism. There are things that are common to us. One spirit. These are things that unite us. Then one blood is, you know, running in our system. What is that the name of that blood? The blood of Jesus is even stronger than the physical, you know, family blood. Purer than the physical family blood. So we are members of one family. And again, in that prayer, if you go down to verse 11, in Matthew chapter 6, when he was teaching them, you will see when he comes to praying for their need, he said, When you want, 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 want to pray, say, Give us this day our daily bread. He didn't say, Give me. You know, many of us, I don't know where we got our prayer pattern from. I don't know where how we got our prayer point from. The Lord Jesus Christ taught us a pattern of prayer. That when you want to pray, eh, what you should be praying is what? Give us, not give me. Give me prayers is what is raining. Some of you, when you want to pray for a husband, you are just praying for a husband for yourself. As if you are the only sister in the Lord that has not married. Can't you pray that God will give all the sisters, including you, husband? Some of you that are looking for admission, are you the only brother that needed admission? Are there not other brothers in Christ that needed admission? Those who needed job, 
Jesus said, give us. And that's the problem we have. Because we prayed, give me. When the thing now came, you are not conscious of the fact that what you receive belongs to us. If you have prayed, give us job, and God gave you job, you should know that the money you are get, getting a salary from that job belongs to who? Belongs to us. That's the problem. You don't know that your pot of soup is us that it belongs to. That's why we are stingy. Even towards one another. You will plan for yourself alone. Because you believe that you receive alone. You are not thinking about your brothers. Jesus said, that's not what I want. You should be able to live in such a way as a family, as one, that every other person will see a different kind of life. They say, why are these two persons living like this? Three persons living like this? Four persons? Twelve persons? Eh? Why? How are they managing you know, their resources? How are they feeding one another? And all of that. They say, no, 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 we, I can't do this. They, one of them ha, have understood that whatever God provided for me is not, it doesn't belong to me. It belongs to us. Give us whatever God has given to you. You, are, you should be, that's what they, they, they know. That's how Barnabas saw this land because he knew that this land belonged to us. This house belonged to us. Some of us, your house are closed. Your home, your, your homes are closed. Even those of you sisters, as you are planning for your marriage, I see you envisioning your future home as me and my husband and my children. You know, I don't want any other person. You don't know that that home is what? Our home! Our home. When I asked God for a home some years ago, I said, Lord, give me a home. Give me a house. Give me a, a flat. I'm not planning to marry them. I just needed a house where disciples of Christ can come and, you know, be trained, be discipled. A home that can provide, you know, life for people. And when God answered that prayer, we called it Disciples House. That's the name of my house forever. Anywhere, even wherever I live, currently and in the future, is going to be what? Disciples House. Some of you don't know that. That's how Calvary Way Disciples House. That's how it came about. It was because an understanding came that my house is not my house. My money is not my money. It's our house. It's our money. That's what God wants. That mindset, that mentality must be there. As you are making your profit as a businessman, just know that it is our Father that is giving us. Our Father in heaven, give us. Take note of that. Let that sink into your ear because even some of you that got job recently, I see you rejoicing and already you are planning. You know what mammon does, people, does to people. Before the money, the first salary has come, you are finished, you know, the expenses. And when the thing is arriving, you say, ah, oh, why is it only this uh, 100,000 that they are paying somebody? It's not even enough. That's what people do. He has forgotten that, you know, is our own. All the plan he made on how the money will be spent, there is nothing about us in the, in the plan. Everything is about me, 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 me. May God change somebody's mindset today. Because if that is not changed, this wrong life will continue.
We will not be open. We will not be hospitable. Hospitality is another way we, we should practice brotherly love. In that Hebrew chapter 13, look at it. Hebrew chapter 13. After he has said, let brotherly love continue. The next thing he did was to start talking about hospitality. Verse 2 says, be not forgetful to entertain strangers. For thereby some have entertained angels unawares. Entertaining strangers. Who is a stranger? Somebody you don't know. Somebody you don't know. Eh? Some of us don't even greet strangers on the road. If I don't know him, I won't greet him. Some of us, the way we greet our own denominational people, it's not the way we greet other people that did not belong to our denomination. And so, as if they, they are not part of our family. Excuse me, your denomination is not the body of Christ. No, your denomination is not the body. The body is talking about every believer. We can understand that people that are fellowshipping together always can have more fellowship. But that does not mean that you should not close your heart. We have seen a situation where a brother will be living in a yard with another brother and sister. And when somebody from his own denomination in the same yard is sick, he'll be running around trying to buy drugs, trying to take care of that person. But the same yard, another person who is also born again and he knows it in the same yard is sick, he will not show the same care. That is what we are talking about. He is wrong. When you get to your denomination, you can do the measurements. This is a yard. All the believers in this yard, they should relate together as brothers. We should love as brethren. Forget about your denomination when you come back to your hostels as a student. How many, you know, of these people are belong to Christ? How many of them are believers? How many of them are born again? When I was in final year in the university, so several years ago, I was met the departmental fellowship uh, uh, president leader. And the first thing I did was to call for believers meeting in the class. I, I called my executive and said, let us write a letter and gather all the believers for a meeting so that we can talk to ourselves because we need to be one. We need to be united. I read in the Bible that all that believe we are together. We are of one mind and of one heart. I said, why is it that in this small class, all that believe in Christ cannot be of one mind and of one heart. So I say, let us, I don't know all of them because we have been, you know, living differently. You and your denominational fellowship, you know, some of us don't know that spirit of denomination is terrible. It's even in campus fellowships. Yes, it's there. So I said, let's gather together for a, a, a believers meeting. Call it believers meeting. And then all the believers, you know, invite them. All the believers, you know, I will also... When we gathered, I was shocked. There are people that were in that meeting. This is final year, fifth year. I never knew that these people are believers. I never knew. I was shocked. We have been attending lectures together. We have been doing um, assignments together. But you don't even know your brother. You don't even know that you are going to the same heaven with this, your brother. The same hope of our calling. We are very far behind in brotherly love. Very, very far behind. How can you show him brotherly love when you don't even know that he's your brother? 
you don't even know. In the same class, first year to final year, you know how close we can be in the same class. And then there was one I, I was I, I was totally ignorant that this one is a believer. When I now when I say we need to appoint or elect somebody that is going to coordinate all the final year believers, will be the leader. They you know pointed at him, they nominated him. I was like in my heart, is this one? I was staying out whether he's a believer. I didn't know that he was, and he did that work excellently. If I'm to score him, I score, I will score him 100 over 100. He, 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 but initially I didn't know that he's born again. I didn't even know that he's, he, he, he's born again. But look at how he became the leader of all the born agains in, in the class. We need to go back in your place of work, in your businesses. This denominational spirit has, you know, quenched brotherly love. Brotherly love is not a love among denominations. It's a love in the body of Christ. We are members of the same body. We are supposed to have the same care for one another according to 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 26. Brotherly love must extend to all. God will help us in Jesus' name. So his hospitality is there. When Paul was writing to Timothy, and Titus in First Timothy chapter 3 verse 2 he was listing the qualifications of a leader an elder, a bishop, a pastor somebody that should lead the people of God in verse 2 he says he must be given to hospitality, given to that he has gone beyond being hospital he is not, uh, uh, hospitable he is now giving he is now being taken by hospitality if you are not hospitable, you are not worthy to be a leader. If your house is not open for people to come in, you will receive them even when you don't know them. We are too afraid. We are too suspicious. We, we don't have an open heart. Abraham entertains strangers. He says some people entertain strangers. And who are these strangers? Look at. He's angel and he, God himself. Genesis 18, Lot in Genesis 19 received angels. It was hospitality that saved Lot. If not for that hospitality, those men are already there to destroy. So, and in Titus 1 verse uh, 8, Titus 1 verse 8, he said a leader, an elder, must be a lover of hospitality. You must love it from your heart. It, that is when you see people coming, strangers, but they are brothers and sisters in the Lord. You should be excited. When missionaries are stranded or when people arrive for a mission in your area and they don't have a place to stay, you, sh you should be excited to your let your house and take care of them. Go and read on how Abraham, an old man was running to take care of the people that came to his house, which he did not know before. We need to, you know, Jesus was talking about this. In Matthew chapter 25, from verse 34 to 46, he said, When the Son of Man will come in his glory, he is going to sit in his throne with the holy angels with him. And then he will separate all nations will gather before him. And then he will separate like a shepherd goats from what? From sheep. Look at it. He said, Those that are sheep, he will keep them at the uh, right hand, and those that are goats at the left hand. And then he will say to those that are in his right hand, go to that place so that you will see it. Verse um, 35. 
He said, okay, verse 34 say, Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, that's the sheep, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungered and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. Naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer you saying, Lord, when saw we thee and hungered and fed thee, or thirsty and gave thee drink, when saw we thee a stranger and took thee in, or naked and clothed thee, or when saw we thee sick or in prison and came unto thee, and the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as you have done it unto one of the least of these my brethren. Who is he calling my brethren? Who is he calling my brethren? The brothers in Christ. He said, as you have done these things to my brothers. Go and tell my brothers that my father and their father are going to see you. So he said, even as a king, I will address them as what? As my brethren, my brothers and sisters. In as much as you have done it to this, my brothers, you have done it to me. You have done it to me. When I'm hungry and you give me food, as your brother, who are you giving food? You have given Jesus food. What money are you saving in the bank when Jesus is hungry? What money are you saving to buy what or to do what when Jesus needed help? Ha! That day will be great, oh. Full of surprises. And then the, the other people, he say, you did not do this to me. Let's read it because that is Bible. We are not wasting time. Verse 41, he said, Then shall he say also unto them on the left, Depart from me, you cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. I notice that it is what, it's not one thing that will take people to hell. There are many things. In this place, what will take people to hell it's just that they didn't practice brotherly love. Do you understand what I said? That is what Jesus said here. That we take people into the everlasting fire. What we take people into the kingdom. Prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Is that they practice brotherly love. Their fellow brother was hungry and they gave him food. They were thirsty. They gave him drink. They were strangers. They took them in. Naked and they gave them clothes. Sick, they visited them. In prison, they came to them. Then he said, Depart from me, you cause into everlasting fire that is prepared for the devil and his angels. Hellfire was not prepared for man. But men that, be, that are children of the devil, do you remember? Do you remember what makes people children of the devil? <laughs> children of the devil are going to go to where the devil will be. He said, for I was hungry. You give me no, no food. I was thirsty. You gave me no drink. I was a stranger. You took me not in. Naked and you clothed me not. Sick and in prison and you visited me not. He said, then shall they also answer him saying, Lord, where saw we thee hungered or thirst 
or stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister unto thee. Ah, we didn't see you. Then shall he answer them, saying, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as you did, did it not to one of the least of this, you did it not to me. And verse 46, This set of people shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. The Bible says, we have read it before, that there is no eternal life that is abiding in the, in, in the, in the murderer. Eh? There's no eternal life in him. So don't be deceived. Uh, do, you, do you have this concept, this understanding, that you have 1,000 naira, and that is the last card, and you have, you have planned to use 500 naira to eat today, and then there's a brother by your side that doesn't have money to eat today. Can you divide that 1,000 into two and say, brother, I plan to use this for tomorrow, but since you are hungry today, use this 500 and eat. Do you have that kind of heart? Some of us will be stuck in and saving when our brothers and sisters in the Lord, remember, brotherly love, are, are, are hungry. You are rich. You are a rich brother. You are a rich sister. You have investments here and there. But there are people that you are your brothers and sisters from the same our father who gave you something for us and you have not made it available for us. We are hungry and you are you have eaten food and you think that the, the last day will favor you. I, I throw not. Hospitality. In Matthew 10, Jesus said, look at Matthew 10. Verse 40 to, 40 to 42. Hospitality. That's one way to practice brotherly love. Verse 40. He said, He that receiveth you receiveth me. And he that receiveth me receiveth him that sent me. He that receiveth a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And he that receiveth a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. Let's read verse 42 together. Everybody want to go. And whosoever shall give to drink unto one of these little ones a cup of cold water only in the name of a disciple, verily I say unto you, he shall in no wise lose his reward. Cup of cold water. Cold water, cold. You think that Jesus doesn't know what, <laughs> what he meant by adding cold water? May God help us. Romans chapter 12 verse 13 Romans chapter 12 verse 13 Are we there? I want us to read it together One to go Distributing to what? The needs of the saints And what again? Giving to hospitality That is the life of a brother A true brother we have people that are answering that name as a brother. They say, bro, sis, but they are not true sisters. They are not true brothers. A true brother, when he has things, he will be distributing to the needs of others. Eh? He will be distributing. What is distribution? Eh? What is what? The sharing. Distributing to the needs 
of the brethren. That's a true brother. And he's giving to hospitality. He's giving. You know what it means to be giving? They will carry you and do what? And hand you over to hospitality. And say, hospitality, you are the owner of this brother now. That's a true, a true child of God. That's what God wants. When he gave you that job, that's what he wants. Some of you that God has given job, I know your plans. I heard of a brother some years ago. He was he had a, a job in a you know where they are paid good amount of money, but unfortunately he forgot his bro- his brethren. He's buying land here and there from one village to another, from one city, you know, gather money. And anytime you call for, he said, "I don't have money. Oh, I have a project. Oh, this one." You forgot the necessity of the brethren around. God will help the church in the name of Jesus Christ. First Peter chapter 4, verse 9. First Peter chapter 4, verse 9. Of course, he talked about verse uh, uh, love covering multitude of sin in verse 8. And then in verse 9, he said, Use hospitality one to another without grudging. You see the Bible everywhere talking about, Jesus talked about it well, Paul talked about it, Peter talked about it again and again, John talked about it use hospitality practice hospitality one to another open your home, open your house, it's not just your house, it's our house whatever that God has the Bible says, none of them ever say that what they have belongs, they don't say it this is what we are saying Eh? He say my house, my this, my that. No, none of them say, say that any of the things that they have. Even, oh my God, can you, can you imagine that kind of life? They had all things in what? In common. We are too private. Eh? Our own Christianity is achieving nothing because we have left the, the ancient landmark. The Christianity we saw in the earth, we are not even bothered that we are not practicing it. That is the worst. We are not practicing it, number one. Number two, we are not bothered that we are not practicing it. Everybody is just, you know, on his own. Some of us, you in a bid to, to know God, you want to know God, you are going for set apart and all of that. That's good. But when there is a need in the life of a brother, a sister around, can't you sacrifice that set apart? You want to grow, I know. But can't you sacrifice it to help somebody in a need. We have become like the, what do you call it? This um, priest and the Levi that was on a program. But the Samaritan, do you remember that the parable of a good Samaritan? Has to stop. Has to suspend his activities. He showed love. May God help us in the name of Jesus. Practice hospitality one to another. And um, before I leave this point, let's visit this um, First Timothy chapter 6. Paul was telling Timothy as a leader in the church, he said in verse 17, he said, charge them that are rich in this world that they be not high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who giveth us richly all things to enjoy. Mark the word who giveth us. Whenever he gives, who did he give? 
he gave to us. He may land in one person's hand. But the, the thing is for us. Tell your neighbor, stop eating alone what belongs to us. That your pot of beans belong to us. Warn him. Tell him. You know, some of you, when you finish cooking that pot of beans, as you are bringing it down, and seven brothers that are hungry enter your house, you become, you become angry in your heart. You just be serving them with one, one kind of an artificial smile. But you know in your heart, you are like, hey, this thing I plan to eat for two days. These brothers will finish it today. What is troubling you is that you don't know that those brothers are part owners of that pot of beans. If you have the correct mindset and they enter the house, you say, hey, my brothers, you are in the spirit. Please, you are part owner of these beans. I'm bringing the pot in our, in our midst. When you bring the pot, you bring plates. And give them plate and spoon. They will take because the thing is their pot. The pot is their the pot of so they have right to even go to the pot and take. Is our pot? Tell him is our pot. Talk to your neighbor. Warn him. Tell him this pot is our pot. Our Father giveth us. He giveth us all things to enjoy. Then look at verse eighteen. Can we read it together, please? Verse eighteen. Command them, he's telling Paul was telling Timothy, command them that they should do good, that they should be rich in good works, ready to distribute, and willing to what? To share. Willing to share. It's not something you listen. Somebody will say, eh, he's talking to the rich now. But let me ask you, who is not rich? For you to say that you are not rich, you must define it well. Because you now, you are reading this. There are people that can not, never get to school because they don't have money. They don't have anybody that will sponsor them. Are you not richer than them? You are rich. So you, you can't say, I'm not rich. Everybody is inside here. Are you getting that? And when I was studying this thing, the Holy Ghost said, you don't just teach, teach them. You have to command them. Spot them out and give them command that you, you dare not eat this your money alone. It belongs to us. He said, Command them that are rich. is a command, it's a charge. He's not teaching, he didn't say teach them. Because you know, sometimes when you teach, 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 people are not understanding. Even when they understand, the flesh will not allow them to do what is right. So you command, bring a commandment that those who are rich, they must be willing to, to share. Whatever God provides should be shared. It has been practiced. And it will be practiced and it will continue to be practiced. Brotherly love will not die in our time. He said, Let brotherly love do what? Continue. It has started. Started with Jesus and the twelve. And the twelve and the three thousand and the multitude of disciples. It must continue even in our own generation in the name of Jesus Christ. What else? Is the way to practice brotherly love. We have to learn to pray for one another. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 18. Pray for one another. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 18 says, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. And watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for, for what? For all saints. Who are the saints? All the brothers and sisters. Not only for my church or my own church growth. Not only for the disciples in Calvary where revival levels. No. Praying for all saints. Praying always for all saints. 
praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, watching unto it with all patience and supplication for all saints. Can I hear you say for all saints? Lift up your right and say, I must pray for all believers in Christ Jesus. I must pray always for them, always. The Bible says, praying always. Yes, we should not join Satan. Satan was called accuser of brethren in Revelation chapter 12, verse 10. In, uh, he said, the accuser of brethren that accuses them before God, day and night. The devil was not telling lies before God. He knows that he cannot lie before God. That's the only place he doesn't lie. Eh? He can lie to deceive man, but when he's before God, he tells the truth. And look at what the devil is doing. He is accusing the brethren before God day and night. And what is he saying? He was telling God, this person, can't you see that he has told lie? Can't you see that he has compromised? Do you see Peter? He denied you three times. He denied Christ three times. After he was accusing, that is his work. Day and night. Saying truth about what brethren did wrong. That is what the devil was doing. But we have another personality that is before God called Jesus. The Bible says in Hebrew chapter 7 verse 25 that he lived, he abided forever to intercede. He, he, he's making intercession for us. He he's able to save us to the uttermost because he lived to pray for us. He abided to talk to us for us. And even in Romans chapter 8 verse 26 and 27 he said the Holy Ghost is interceding for all the saints according to the will of God. So, both the Holy Ghost and that is in us is interceding for all saints. He said, we do not know what to pray and how to pray. But the Spirit helped our infirmities. He, 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 he searches the, the deep things of God. And He interceded for all the saints according to the will of God. So, both the Holy Ghost in us and Christ on the throne is interceding. Some of us has joined the devil in accusing the brethren. Some, some of us, you may not accuse them before God, but you are accusing them before men. You are discussing their weaknesses. You, what you are saying is the truth. Before people, what Ham said about his father, Noah, is it not truth? That the father is naked. But that thing he said is bringing down the, 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 the value of that man before the people. As when he has covered it and kept his mouth shut, Will they know? Will they look down on him? No! We have decided to join the devil, many of us, in accusing brothers and sisters. If you hear that a minister is not doing well, you will be among those people that will spread it. When people that are looking for, you know, people to criticize, you make a video and put on WhatsApp about a minister in order to castigate a, a, a servant of God, you will be among those that will be sharing it. And be saying, can you see? One of them was sharing a, a, a video about a prominent man of God. And they were talking about it. And I said, who is this man? That can, who is he? That can, you know, talk about this man of God this way. Who is he? Do you know what it means for a, 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 a tide of God to grow? And begin to lead the people of God at the level that this man of God is. And you are not afraid. You know what God told Moses? He told uh, uh, Miriam and Aaron. 
you are not afraid to talk about my servant Moses. And what they are saying is true, isn't it? Yes. Moses married an Egyptian woman, an Ethiopian woman. It's true. But God did not take it easy with them. We should be afraid. We should come out of the camp of Satan because that is not love of the brethren. Do you really love that man of God you are, you are, you are talking about? Do you really love him? Do you consider him a child of God? That brother, that sister, do you really love him? We gossip about people and that gossip is accusation. We are in the camp of the enemy. True believers pray, they intercede. When you hear, you will start praying. That's what Jesus does. When Jesus sees you doing something, in fact, he will even stay ahead of time. He said to Peter, I'm seeing that you are going to fail. I'm beginning, I'm starting now to pray. In fact, I've prayed for you. I finished the prayer. That's what he does. Anytime he sees, he starts praying. He's praying. Day and night. Let us become like Jesus. You don't answer disciples for nothing. Let's learn to be like him. To pray concerning believers. To pray concerning ministers. To pray concerning others. That's how to show brotherly love. He's dying in our time. We are too selfish. When you somebody says, I want to pray, but you, all your prayer point is about your life. That's why we don't pray long. Because we don't spend, spend time to pray for the brethren. May God help us in Jesus' name. Which other way do we do we practice brotherly love? We have to learn to be kind. Kind to one another. Kindness. Kindness. I want us to shake kindness in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 32. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 32. If you are there, let's read it together. One, two, go. And be kind one to another. Tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you. Let us be kind one to another. He's talking to believers. It's part of brotherly love. What is kindness? Kindness is that I am interested in the welfare. I am interested in the promotion. I'm interested in the happiness of you, my brother, my sister. That's kindness. I'm caring about your welfare. I'm caring about your promotion. I'm caring about things that concerns you. That's kindness. And you see, forgiving one another is inside there. Eh? Forgiving one another. Tender-hearted. Of course, sometimes you notice that for one reason or the other, somebody, a brother, a sister can offend you. Yes, Jesus gave us that commandment. He said, if your brother offends you 70 times 7 in a day, do what? Forgive him. He said, even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you. Sometimes you hear somebody say, if it is an unbeliever that did this to me, I would have I would not have a problem. Then how can my brother, a fellow Christian, a pastor, a minister, do this to me? And then in your heart, you are bitter. You cannot forgive. Excuse me. You are not, that's not brotherly love. The Bible says, forgiving one another. Whatever the person has done, forgive. And then there's also what we call forbearing. 
You see that in Colossians. Colossians chapter 3, verse 13 says, Forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do you. Remember our Lord's prayer. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who transgress against us. Forgive us as we. Forgive for forbearing one another. What is the difference between forbearing and forgiving? Forgiving is that somebody has offended you and you say, the person says, I'm sorry. Forbearing is that you notice that this is so, uh, this brother's weakness. This is a weakness in the life of this sister. You have tried to correct it. You notice that that, that person is not changing. Then you will switch from forgiving to what? Forbearing. You just begin to bear with him. Out of love. Out of brotherly love. Don't criticize him. Don't spread the, the news about him to others. Don't start sharing with everybody that this sister, this brother has this weakness. May God deliver us from such in the name of Jesus Christ. And then in um, Ephesians, go back to Ephesians chapter 4 verse 2. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 2 also talked about forbearing one another in love. Say with Verse 1 said, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called with all lowliness and meekness with long suffering forbearing one another in what? In love. It takes love to forbear, forbear. Because the person will still do it tomorrow. Next tomorrow you will still do it. And it has to be strong among people that are living together. Roommates, husband and wife, hostel mates, fellowship people. There are people that are close to you and but you notice that they have this kind of fault. You have tried to correct, but you notice that it's there. Keep on praying and keep on forbearing. Forbearing one another in love. Once you move out of love, you start complaining. And, of course, I want us to go to go to Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2, just the next book after Ephesians. You see also kindness manifesting there. He said in verse 4, Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Eh? Look on the things, seek for the welfare of others. Seek for the promotion of others. Let me ask, have you seen, you know, a, a, it happens between brothers, physical brothers, but I don't think it happens between a mother and a child. Have you seen where a mother's daughter or, or son is doing well and the mother is jealous of the daughter or jealous of the son? You say, ah, why will he be, do, be doing well? Why not me that is doing well? Are you getting that? They don't do that. They don't do that. You see them, they are always seeking for your welfare. If you tell them that you have, you have gotten promotion, they say, hey! They will be very happy. The same way, that's the way we should be happy. When you hear that this brother has gotten promotion, 
This brother is, has become a professor now. Say, hey, let's celebrate him. You should rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Console, that's kindness. Some of us, we are not, we are, we are just there. You don't do anything with people that are rejoicing. You don't do anything with those that are weeping. You don't weep with them. You don't, you are not ready to, 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 to travel, to, to sacrifice, to lay your life down. A brother is weeping. He's burying his father. He's burying his mother. He's, he's weeping. You will never leave that your business to travel. You will never take leave from that your work to go for that barrier. But if it is in your own, you will like people to come. Kindness has to do with, you know, caring for another person. You need to consider this person. He needs to be cared for. This woman lost her husband. She needs to be cared for. You need to sacrifice. Lay your life down for the brethren. That's where you should lay. This brother is wedding. And he's wedding in Abuja. He's wedding in Lagos. And some of us, you are not even thinking about going. You need to lay your money down. Lay your time down. Lay your life down to attend that wedding. That is brotherly love. When that brother is wedding in Lagos, brother from Anambra State should be there. Brother from Enugu State should be there. That is brotherly love. That is the kind of love the world can never show. And it will be a wonder to them. They say, why are all these people from all over Nigeria gathered here? They say, I don't you know. They are disciples now. That's what Jesus meant. That by this shall all men know that you are my disciples. When you have this kind of love, let us wake up. Tell your neighbor, wake up. Wake up to brotherly love. We are too sleepy in this matter. Another way to practice brotherly love is by considering one another and encouraging one another. Let us first of all read Hebrew chapter 3 verse 13 from NIV. Hebrew chapter 3 verse 13. Hebrew 3 verse 13. I want to read it from NIV. Are you there? Let's go together. I'm, I'm reading my own. But encourage one another daily as long as it is called today so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Encourage one another weekly. Encourage one another monthly. Brotherly love. And if you have brotherly love in your life, you should know what it means to encourage one another daily. Your life, your words, your actions that, that are coming out from your life. Of course, the, the person that you will encourage daily, physically, must be somebody you are living with. Those you will encourage daily, thank God for phone. You can send text message daily. You can, you know, uh, through social media. There are things we can do daily. The Bible says we should encourage one another. Are you doing that? That's brotherly love. Eh? We, we should encourage, find a way. That is to say, don't discourage another person. If you are not encouraging, you are discouraging. There's no middle ground. There's nothing like, I'm not encouraging. I'm not also discouraging. Once you are not encouraging, you are discouraging. Tell your neighbor. Talk to her. Once you are not encouraging one another daily, you are discouraging. It's an active word. Encourage, find a way. 
this is my wife, this is my uh, uh, husband, this, how can I encourage her today? Let me talk, say a word that will encourage her. Let me do something that will encourage her. You see where the person is walking. You just give that person one word like that. That will encourage you. Lift the spirit up. Many of us, we are just, our mouth is shut. You are not talking. You are inside your coven. Eh? Yourself. You can't come out and encourage people. You can't talk. Let's also read Hebrew chapter 10 verse 24. Hebrew chapter 10 verse 24. Let's go. Want to go. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exalting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Let us consider one another. Before you take that action, consider. Before you say that word, consider. Before you miss the gathering of the brethren, consider that your absence is, is, is discouraging somebody. Consider that your absence from that discipleship class is discouraging the discipleship class leader or family father. And you will become a burden in his head. He will start thinking about you. Some of us, we, we our whole life and our attitude as believers is discouragement. You say, not forsaking. So one way we we discourage people is by forsaking the assembly of one another. When we are supposed to gather, when we are supposed to meet together, you will be absent. But thereby discouraging the heart of others. It's not a small thing to discourage the heart of God's people. It's not a small thing. It's very dangerous. Let's consider our actions our, and our in, inactions. Before you take that action, before you do that, are you encouraging your leader? You will miss discipleship class. You will not let him know that you are about to miss. Why you want to miss? You will just, and even after that, you will just relax. Are you a discouragement to him or encouragement? Other believers, younger people that are looking up at you, what are you doing? You are teaching them how to miss discipleship class, how to miss church or fellowship. Check your action. Before you take that action, before you, you consider one another, consider. That's one way to practice brotherly love. What other way do we practice brotherly love? Serving one another. Let's read Galatians chapter 5, verse 13. Serving one another. Galatians chapter 5, and verse 13. If you are there, let's read it together. One to go. For brethren, you have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh. But by love, do what? Serve one another. By love, serve one another. By love, serve. Serve. Jesus said in Mark 10 verse 40, 40, 45. Mark 10 45 said, the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for, to many. 
one another? How do we serve one another? Even physically, we should serve one another. But more especially with our gifts, with our talents, with our resources. I want you to shake First Peter chapter 4 quickly. First Peter chapter 4, verse 10 and verse 11. As every man has received the gift, even so, minister the same to, to uh, the same one to another. Serve one another with the gift. As good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If any man speak, that if your own gift is, is in the speaking level, let him speak as the oracles of God. Prepare yourself so that it will be as if it is God talking through you. If you have a, a, a speaking gift, speaking gifts are gifts of the apostles, teacher, uh, teachers, uh, um, evangelists, prophets, and teachers, and pastors. If your own gift is in the teaching, let it be that when you stand to speak, it will be as if it is God. Labor and get yourself ready so that God can pass through you and bless his people. By love, serve one another. With the gift that God has given to you, serve people. Bring out your time. Lay your life down. Lay your time down. So that people of God will be served. The brethren will be served. He said again, if any man minister, that's if your own gift is in the service gift. We have service gift. Gift of help. Gift of, um, you know, showing mercy. Romans chapter 12, verse 4 to 6, describe them. If your own gift is in that area, what do you do? He said, let him do it with the ability that God gives. That is, don't let yourself come out. Let it be God that will be doing the work through you. Whether you are doing an ushering work, or you are doing a, a protocol officer, or you are cleaning, let it be. Find a space and serve God's people by love. Many people don't want to do anything in the house of God. They don't want to do anything. Before you come, seats has been arranged. From year to year, you never cared who is arranging the seats. And yet you can do that. The place has been cleaned. Somebody is serving you and you are sitting down. You will come late and go early. Somebody will pack the seat and arrange the place and you will just be there. By love, serve one another. Brotherly love is manifested in serving people. Your talents, your, your resources, use them to serve God's people. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, look at it. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Anytime we gather, there must be something that you have to offer. Verse 26. He said, How is it then, brethren, when you gather together, every one of you has a psalm, has a teaching, has a tongue, has a revelation, has an interpretation. Let all things be done unto edifying. Eh? There are some of us your testimony you could have shared the special number you could have sung would have lifted somebody up but you cannot serve eh? you are shy a sister told me that she's scared 
of people when I was encouraging her to give testimony. She said, I'm scared standing before people. I said, sister, you are selfish. Why did I say that? You are thinking about yourself. You are not thinking about how the people of God will, will be encouraged by this, your testimony. Eh? You are thinking about yourself that you are shy, you are scared, you are afraid. But you are not thinking about blessing God's people, serving God's people with what God has done that will, that will encourage their hearts. You will hide your testimony, a testimony that would have encouraged people's hearts. So we say, I don't want to be sharing testimony all the time so that it will not be as if it's only me that is having testimony. You have now been affected and infected by the virus of others who are selfish. You are hiding yourself. Who told you to hide yourself? He said, as we have received gifts, let us use it to serve God's people. You have a voice to sing. And, you know, you cannot bring out that voice and lift up people's hearts. You are waiting for us to come and call you to come and sing. When you know that, when you are singing, that people's hearts are lifted, you are still waiting. And when they call you, you just, you know, feel reluctant. What is the problem? Is it that you, you don't know that this voice that God gave you can serve people? The last time you led in praises, didn't you see how people were lifted up? And you are hiding. You are waiting for us to bring uh, wine eh, to you and say, please now, we are appointing you to be uh, uh, serving us. You are there. Somebody that is singing. Your own gift in singing is more than that person's gift. When you sing, the, the, the people of God will be lifted up better than that person. And yet, you keep hiding. So I'm saying, I, I don't want to be, I don't want people to see me as a, a too music inclined. Eh? People that are in music, they are this and all of that. Who told you what you are saying? God gave you voice, gave you life, gave you health, gave you capacity. Is it when you die that the people of God will be blessed by that gift? I'm asking you a question. By love, serve one another. What God has given you to use it to serve me? Use it to serve me. You know why I'm preaching to you now. I've discovered that God has given me a gift of teaching. The word of God. That's why I am now serving you. I will bring out my time to prepare to serve you. How many of you are enjoying my service? Let me see. Uh -huh. How are you serving me? You are hiding your own. The one that God gave you, what are you doing with it? Let us serve one another by love. Love is the motivation, not self, not pride. If you have any reason to sing a song, if you have any reason to do anything, let it be that love is what is moving you by love. Do you understand that? That's the problem we have. We are always afraid because people will think that you are doing this because you want to be known or seen. But God knows your heart. God knows that it is love that is moving you to serve people of God. Don't be afraid. Don't be uh, thinking about how, what people will say, how they will see it. Come out. That gift is in you. What is that gift that you... Come out. I may not have it. I need it. Use it to serve me. Use it to serve other brothers and sisters in the body of Christ. We don't serve for money. We serve for love. People of the world, unbelievers and unbelieving believers, they sing for money. 
They play keyboard for money. They do those things for money. They will tell you how much you will, you will pay them. But we will serve. Jesus said, freely have you received. Do what? Serve. Freely. Give freely. Don't, don't charge money. The gift is not your own. Don't tell people how much they will pay you before you come and sing. How much they will pay you before you come and play keyboard. Use that gift to serve. When you serve people, God will bless you. When you serve God's people, lift them up. God will bless you. Tell your neighbor, learn to serve people. Learn to serve the people of God. I have two more points. I will be rounding up. Esteeming others better than you. That's another way to show brotherly love. Esteeming others better than you. I will read two, verse, two passages on that quickly. We have mentioned something similar to that, so I will not spend time on that. Look at Romans chapter 12, verse 10. Romans chapter 12, verse 10. Be kindly affection one to another with brotherly love. Look at the second part. Say, in honor, preferring one another. Preferring one another in honor. In honor. In respect one another. Respect the other person. Philippians chapter 2 verse 3. Put it in a different way. He said, let each of us esteem others better than ourselves. Verse 3 says, let nothing be done through strife or vain glory. But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than themselves. Esteem people. Respect is in the heart. When you respect this brother, you will not speak evil about him in his absence. You will not gossip about him. You will not backbite him. You will not slander him. Let us learn to respect our brethren, sisters and brothers in Christ, ministers that God is using, people that the devil is fighting. Look at what we are doing to our ministers. The devil is fighting them. The devil is, you know, is mad at them. And we, that are supposed to be supporting them in prayers, we are also, you know, gossiping with their names, comparing them, and saying all sorts of things. We are not doing well. Let's respect God's people. Let's respect servants of God. Let's respect our, our fellow brethren. Stop looking down on brothers and sisters. Maybe because you, you think you are better placed. Look at what Romans, go back to Romans chapter 12. Look at what he said in verse 15. Verse 15 is very interesting. Romans chapter 12 verse 15. Okay, verse 16. He said, be of the same mind one towards another. Mind not high things, but do what? Condescend to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceit. There are men of low estate. Who are the men of low estate? These are brethren that are not as privileged as you. Don't look down on them. Don't despise them in your heart. Respect them. Don't say because you are a better place or highly placed than them, therefore you can you know, treat them anyhow. No, there's no class in Christianity. There's no partiality. There's no respect of persons among brethren. We are all equal before God. Respect people. Don't say because maybe you think you are rich. Even that your wealth belongs to us. So I don't even know what you are going to boast about or think about. Let's learn to esteem others better than ourselves. Let's learn to prefer one another in love and in honor. Honor people. And then finally, let's receive one another. 
has one other way to practice brotherly love. Look at Romans chapter 15, verse 7. Romans chapter 15 and verse 7. If you are there with me, let's read it together. One, two, go. Wherefore, receive ye one another, as Christ also received us to the glory of God. Again, wherefore, receive ye one another, as Christ also received us to the glory of God. May, may our eyes be open to this verse. Do you know what the apostle is talking about here? Many of us, because our own belief, our own church doctrines and dogma is different, different from other people's own, we don't receive them in our hearts. Eh? We don't accept them as people of God just because they don't belong to our denomination. Eh? We don't receive them in our heart. So, and because we don't receive them, we don't treat them as bread. Just because you are convinced that a sister should not put on a ring. Eh? And a sister should plait her hair and not do Pamina and Jericoy. That's your own belief and conviction. Because of that, anytime you see a sister that is putting on a ring and is doing Jericho and Pamela, you don't receive that sister. Because that person's belief and condition is different from your own. Is that correct? Let us learn to receive one another. There are things that are sin. When you see somebody living in sin, know that this is not my brother. Because we know children of God because they practice righteousness and they love one another. But if it is all this belief and conviction, I have my own conviction. And throughout Romans chapter 14 and verse 15, Paul was dealing with this matter. He was go to Romans chapter 14, look at it. In verse, 14, verse 1 of Romans 14, he said, Him that is weak in the faith, receive him. But not to doubtful disputation. He said, one believe that he may eat one thing, all things. Another is weak and eat only half. He said, let him, let not him that eateth despise him that eateth not. And let not him that eateth, eateth not, judge him that eateth. For God has received him. Who are you that you judge another man's servant? To his own master he standeth or falleth. Yeah, he shall be holding up for God is able to make him stand. One man estimates one day above another and says, This is Sabbath. Another estimates every day alike. He said, Let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. He that regarded the day regarded it unto the Lord. He that regarded not the day to the Lord, he, he, he does not regard it. He that eateth, eateth to the Lord. For he giveth God thanks. He that eateth not to the Lord, he eateth not. He giveth God thanks. For none of us live to himself, and none, no man dieth to himself. He can go on and on and on. Is the matter he's dealing with? At this point, it was eating food, Sabbath, circumcision. All of those things are what is causing brethren. They are they are divided. They are scattered. Paul was addressing that. See, this matter should not be a matter. 
Okay, you see, you say you are a believer. You see somebody that is a believer, but is not in your denomination. Eh? You will not receive that person as a, as a brother in Christ just because he is not in your denomination. Maybe he's attending Sabbath. Let me ask Can somebody that is attending Sabbath, can he be born again? Can he be born again? And after born again, maybe the Spirit of God has not told him to leave Sabbath. Possibly he wanted to, want to be there for a while or maybe to be there so that he will help other people there to get born again. But many of us, once you hear that Sabbath, Sabbath! Hey! You are cut off. I thought that this sister is even a believer. You start judging. Say, who are you to judge another man's Sabbath? So we say, ah, Catholic, Roman Catholic. Hey! What is he doing in Catholic? Can you come out from that place? Hey, you are the Lord. You are the Lord. Let your name be glorified. You are the one that will tell him or her to come out. If he does not come out, you will not receive him as a brother, as a sister. Let us learn to receive one another. If we can go on and on, in verse, um, look at verse, verse 19, he said, let us therefore, he, he talked and talked, he said, let us therefore follow after the things which make for peace. And the things wherewith where one may edify another. There are things that unite us. We have one Lord. We have one Father. We have one baptism. We have one hope of our calling. All of us are going to, we say we are going to heaven. One hope of calling. We have one spirit. The spirit of God is in you, is in me. We have one, um, one Lord. Jesus is your Lord, is my Lord. Let us receive one another. If we don't learn these things, then brotherly love will not continue. This is why the apostle was crying. He said, allow brotherly love to continue. Because our life has been so full of so many things, so many wrong mindsets, that we are not doing well. I pray that God will help us. Even as we begin to pray now, ask God to help you, so that you will stop hindering brotherly love. Rise on your feet and start praying. Say, God, I have been hindering brotherly love. Brotherly love was handed over to us by the, by the fathers. We saw how Jesus commanded it. How they practiced it. But look at how we are not practicing, practicing it. We have allowed the spirit of denomination to, to, to conquer us and divide us. We have not united ourselves the way our father wanted us. We don't even know who is our brother and who is our sister. We need to repent. From all the ways we have hindered brotherly love. Maybe you should start with repentance. The way the Spirit of God has convicted you are saying, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I have not practiced brotherly love. I have done the opposite. Jesus gave a commandment. He said, A new commandment I gave to you. A new commandment I gave to you. That you love one another. As I have loved you, are you ready to lay your life down, your time down, your money, your resources down, your gift, your talent down? You are a believer. You don't 
another believer in the same class, you are classmates. You don't relate with her. You don't talk with her as a sister. Yet, this is your sister. Where do we, where do we start? What do we talk and leave the other? What God has provided for us, you are eating it alone. Even when the Spirit of God is asking you to give it out, you will hide it. You are planning, you are working with it alone. I want you to pray. Talk to the Lord. Malebo shandala basi. Lendelebo shandara baba 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 kunde. Yandala bashandara basondola basanda. Randola basandara bakula rabashanda. Cry out. Tonight is a serious night. Let brotherly love continue. Stop hearing it. Bring out your gift and serve the brethren. Don't wait to be called. Let us use them, says the Lord. It is given to you by the Lord for, for you to use it to bless the church. Stop hiding it. Your brother needs it to be edified. Your sister needs it to be edified. You can't be shy about it. You can't be scared. What God has done, you need to testify. Pray, pray, pray. We have gotten it wrong in so many ways. We have gotten it wrong. Love must be sincere. It must be to all the brethren. It must be indeed and in truth. He said, if you cannot show love to the brother that you can see, how can you say you love God that you cannot see? A sister in your class, just because he doesn't attend your own campus fellowship, you will not take her as a sister in, in, in the Lord. You have seen that sister, you cannot show love to her.
Love of God, so pure and changeless. Blood of Christ, so rich and free. Grace of God, so strong and boundless. Magnify them all in me. Cry to the Lord. Lord, I hear of shouts of blessing. Continue your prayer. I'm singing. Continue your prayer. God must release his showers in your life tonight. You must learn to pray our Father. Come join in the, the selfish people saying, my Father, my Father. You must pray the prayer that our Lord Jesus taught us to pray. He said, when you want to pray, say, our Father. Love of God, your Lord of Christ, Grace of God,
take action. Say to Lord, help me to be conscious of this powers. To encourage one another daily. I want to be encouraging my husband every day. I want to be encouraging my wife every day. I want to be encouraging my brothers and sisters in the Lord every day. I want to encourage them by my actions, by my words, by my attitude. I want to practice hospitality towards brethren, esteeming them better than myself, preferring them in honor. I want to serve them. I want to be kind, seeking their promotion, their happiness, their welfare. I want to weep with them when they are weeping. I want to rejoice with them when they are rejoicing. I will lay my life down for them. I must show love when they are wedding. I must show love when they are weeping. Lord, help me to pray. I'm sorry for being an accuser of the burden. Before now, Lord, I've been joining Satan to, 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 to criticize men of God. I've been joining the devil to judge people. I've been joining the devil to accuse the brethren. I want to join Jesus to intercede. I want to unite with the Holy Ghost to make intercession for all the saints, for all the believers. Malebo Sharabasaka. I cannot go like this. I must I must be transformed tonight. I must receive one another. I must receive one another. If there is a brother that is erring, I must correct that brethren in law. The Bible says, correct one another in love. If any one of you is going down, going back, correct the person in the spirit of meekness. Restore that brother. Pray for that brother. Go after that brother. I want to join the ministry of intercession, not the ministry of accusation, not the ministry of gossip. Lord, deliver me from talking about people. I want to cover the multitude of sins and weakness of the brethren. I don't want to be like her that exposes the nakedness of the fathers of faith. The nakedness of people you always search for a weakness, a weak point, and you begin to expose, cover the nakedness of the people, defend the, the, the faith, contend for the faith. Don't judge people, you are not their master. Who are you to judge the servant of God? Receive one another, serve one another, encourage one another, promote one another. Hey, brother in law, in my heart, in my life, brother in law, thank you, Jesus. Let's sing that song again. I will pray for you after the song. Pass me not, O gentle Savior, hear my humble cry. Pass me not, O
brotherly love. Help me not to quench brotherly love. I'm sorry for all the ways I've been quenching brotherly love. I'm sorry for all the ways I've been quenching brotherly love. From now onward. From now onward. I will let brotherly love continue with me. I will let brotherly love continue with me. As in the days of apostles. As in the days of the apostles. As they practice brotherly love. As they practice brotherly love. Help me to practice it. Help me to practice it. In my own generation. In my own generation. Also help the church. Also help the church. Send this message across to the church. Send this message across to the church. That the church will arise. That the church will arise. And love one another. And love one another. And serve one another. And serve one another. Encourage one another. Encourage one another. Receive one another. Receive one another. Care for one another. Care for one another. Promote one another. Promote one another. Help one another. Help one another. Help your church, Lord. Help your church, Lord. Begin this work in me tonight. Begin this work in me tonight. Transform my life completely. Transform my life completely. So that from now, oh God. So that from now, oh God. I will not care about what others are doing. It will not be about what others are doing. I will serve my brethren. I will serve my brethren. I will love them as brothers. I will love them as brothers. I will love them as sisters. I will love them as sisters. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. Help me to see that we have one Father. Help me to see that we have one Father. And we are one family. And we are one family. Not minding the denominations. Not minding the denominations. We are members of the same body. We are members of the same body. We have the same spirit. Have the same spirit. One hope of our calling. One hope of our calling. Lord help me. Lord help me. No matter what you have given to me. No matter what you have given to me. Is for all. Is for us. So that I will be ready to distribute. So that I will be ready to distribute. And willing to share. And willing to share. Thank you Father. Thank you Father. I want to pray for you. Place those hands on your head as I pray. Father tonight I pray for the real release of your spirit the spirit of love the spirit of brotherly love upon every one of us so that it will not just be that we have heard but from tonight we will experience change liberty in our spirit to care for our brothers and sisters in the Lord to seek them out in our classes as students in our schools, in our hostels in our yard, in our places of living, our places of work, let's unite with all the brethren and be one. Let the church, oh God, be united and love one another as brethren. Let brotherly love continue. Let it continue with us. Let it continue with the church so that the church, oh God, will grow in the fullness of Christ. Thank you for answering this prayer. Mahunde kabu mahande le mosiri ma 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 kabu la ni mashaka le mosiri ma ku mahanda la basika la basuma ku la basimo luma ku le mosiri ma ku la raba mahanda la mashaka le mosika la basike. Thank you, Father. Behold, I, the Lord, have spoken to my church. 
my church to rise and love one another as I've commanded them. For this is their mark. This is their identity. And this is what will bring the revival we are waiting for. Receive ye one another. Don't despise your brother because he does not have the same belief or he is not in the same discipleship team with you. He's not in the same campus fellowship with you or the same church denomination with you. Receive one another. Let this spirit of denomination die and let the spirit of love, brotherly love, envelop my people, says the Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Father, thank you because you have done it. We receive your word tonight. We receive your instruction tonight. We receive your prophecy tonight. We receive your teaching tonight. And we are empowered by the Holy Ghost to practice what we have heard. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. Blessed be your name. Can you just wave your hand and say, Father, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm very, very grateful for what you have done. Thank you for listening. We trust you are blessed by God's word. This message and many more can be downloaded from our website www.calvaryonline.org. For testimonies, counseling, and prayers, you can send an email to calvaryrevivalabels at gmail.com or call 080 could also follow us on all our social media platforms at Calvary Way Revival Labels. <laughs>